This week on the podcast, we once again hang out with our favorite haunted doll, Annabelle, as she comes home. In 2019's Annabelle Comes Home. ritualistic practice <laughs> nothing's a toy it's safer for these things to be in here than out there sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle don't your parents keep any creepy stuff around you keep it all locked away in a room so that we're safe it's not really good for anyone to go in there What'd you do to get in there? house there's no Annabelle here. Yes she is. I sometimes see things. Like how my mom sees things. The doll, it's a beacon for other spirits. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dissect That Film podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Welcome back once again. Oh. Gosh, we just we just love this goddamn doll, don't we? Yes. It's not our fault. She's so pretty. <laughs> but yes, we love the doll. Yes, okay. he's our favorite. We love talking about Annabelle. So yeah, this week we are talking about Annabelle Comes Home, which is the third uh, film in the trilogy of Annabelle films, and the fifth or sixth movie in the Conjuring universe. Oh, we're almost we're almost to the end, guys. I can see the finish line. We have 
one more movie to talk about after this one. And uh, yeah, this is it's as we said last week, this franchise has gone from such a high to just slowly sliding down that hill and cannot seem to get a grip to get back to uh, where the conjuring and the conjuring Two sit. <laughs> Isn't that just the fate of any long running franchise? It, I, yeah, but it Not just always. like, but it, I think you mentioned it last week. It's the fact that they make one every single year. Yeah. And you just don't have time to kind of flesh things out and and make interesting stories. You know, the funny thing is, this movie came out just two months after the Curse of La Llorona. What? They bo- I thought this movie came out in 2020. This movie also came out in 2019. Are you serious? La Llorona Why? came out in April of 2019. This came out in June of 2019. So, and the crazy thing is, is... Annabelle is mentioned in The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. I, I'm you just, see her? Isn't she in the clip with the with the uh, pastor? No, he just mentioned, He just talks about her. Oh, Because okay. he's the same priest from the first one. Yeah. But uh, it's just like, what the hell are we doing here? This, I remember seeing this trailer, you know, back when it first uh, was, was coming out into theaters. And I think the, the major hype behind it was the fact that the trailer showed so much of the Warrens. Like, the Warrens were a crucial piece of this movie. Yeah. And then you watch the movie, and you go, what? What? what where'd they go? They just peace out. Just get well, out of there. <laughs> admittedly, they are at least in it more than the previous Annabelle movies, where they're just mentioned or shown in a clip. Yes. No, that is very true. But you're uh, not wrong. No, it's just I'm just it's just very confusing to me that uh this this movie was sold as like a Conjuring three, but uh we are focusing on Annabelle as the the Warrens are finally getting to face off against Annabelle, and then they're just like, see you later. We got something to do. For some reason, I th- I was like, oh, maybe this movie takes place. In between, I think to, I'm trying to figure out when this movie takes place because they disappear, they go on a case, mm-hmm. but it's not from the first one because they don't. Do they have? Oh yeah, they have Annabelle in the first Conjuring because the doll gets possessed by Bathsheba and fucks with Judy, who's played by a completely different actress. Uh, well, for one, this movie also came out six years after the first conjuring so that girl not the same age um but we got i i think the replacement was good let's go through some of the uh the behind the scenes stuff and then we'll talk about our our first experiences with this movie since we all watched this for the very first time uh this was directed by gary doberman who wrote a lot of movies in this franchise he's finally stepping into the director's chair he also wrote this and uh did the screenplay uh, James Wan came back on as a producer, also helped write the script for this. We have uh, Michael Burgess is our cinematographer this time. Um, that's, uh, to be honest, that's kind of like one of my gripes with this movie. This movie, again, like The Nun, just looks too good. I want it to have yes. that 70s feel to it. And the only way you know that it takes place in the 70s is just the clothes they wear and that yep. shag carpeting. That's some grit. <laughs> God damn. You get lost in that carpeting. No shit. Stick your hand in there. You're like, holy shit, where'd it go? (laughs) 
probably lucky they didn't show the inside of a van in this fucking movie. It'd be shag carpet on the walls. Oh my god! But that, that's the, that's the thing. I just I want if you're gonna make a movie that takes place in a certain time, like the '70s or the six, any time, like it doesn't have to look like it came from that time. But at least give me some of that grit. You know, give me some of the, the try to film it in a way where it kind of can resemble a movie that would come from the 70s and said it looks so shiny, so sparkly. Everyone, um, the way people talk in this movie, too, which is like it doesn't give off that vibe that it takes it place not. in the 70s. OK, another thing is when the dude this we haven't got there yet, but when the balls guy does his singing, he doesn't sing like somebody of that time would, if that makes any sense. Yeah. He, the way he sings is more like a modern singer would sing. It doesn't sound like any of the big bands of that time, for the most part, that right. I'm used to hearing in popular Sounds music. Sounds like a, none of the other music that was played in the... Yeah, well, yeah. That was... That's what I'm talking about! Like, you... We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, our cast, we have McKenna Grace, who is literally in everything. This girl is everywhere. It's it's insane. All the things that I've seen her in in the, in the last like five or six years. So she plays Judy. She would replace the the actress who I can't. I to be honest, have no idea who the actress was who played her in the original Conjuring. Uh, but she plays Judy Warren. She, I'll name a few things you've probably seen her in. So one of the things I saw that she was in was a remake of the 1954 uh, movie, The Bad Seed. Do you remember that? Have you ever heard of that movie? It's like a little girl who she's, she's like an evil little girl who pretty much murders anyone who gets in her way. It was a movie that came out. Yeah. I think 1954 or 56. Uh, There was a remake that was done for lifetime directed by Rob Lowe and she plays the titular bad seed. And then there was a sequel that came out last year. Did not know that existed, but I think the first time I ever saw her was probably Haunting of Hill House. Uh, She was in the latest uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. She's going to be in the sequel. She was in uh, the last couple seasons of Handmaid's Tale, which is a fantastic show on Hulu. Uh, She was uh, the first, I think her first movie that she ever did was called Gifted in 2017 with uh, Chris Evans where she's like a gifted child and he's like a uncle who helps take care of her. Uh, she's, she's been, in, she's done a small parts in a lot of movies. She played young Tanya Harding and I, Tanya. She played uh, young Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel. So, I mean, this girl's done everything. She was in, uh, I, I would watch uh, young Sheldon, which is about Sheldon Cooper from the big bang theory. Uh, she's had a crap ton of episodes of that show. And she's also a singer. She released her first single in 2020. So she is a vastly talented individual. Good for her. You might as well dip your toes in everything, man. Find right. all the sticks. Right. We have uh, Madison Eisman, who played Mary Ellen. I was like, where have I seen this girl? And it's, she was in Jumanji. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle and the Next Level. She played uh, Bethany, uh, the teenage version of Bethany, not the video game version. Okay. I'm just going to nod my head. Have you seen the newer Jumanji's? They're actually pretty good. <laughs> I love the original Jumanji and I was very skeptical about the two newer ones and I was very much surprised in how much I liked them. 
Uh, we have Katie Sarif who played Daniela. Literally looking through IMDb, I'm like, I know none of this stuff that she's in. Probably a bunch of shit. <laughs> no offense, sir. Supernatural. Uh, one episode of Supernatural. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, oh, one episode of This Is Us. We have Michael Cimino who played Bob. Uh, he was in a show called Love Victor on Hulu. He was in an animated series that my kids watch sometimes called Hamster and Gretel. <laughs> yeah. Don't even okay. don't, don't even ask. Yep, it's about a it's no. about a what it's about a girl who has superpowers and so does her hamster. Well, I I wasn't going to, but you brought this out. So oh, this is I your fault. <laughs> uh the only thing that was disappointing is that Joseph Bashara didn't return as the demon um Aww. that possesses Annabelle. It, that one the he was replaced by Alexander Ward. You could kind of tell you don't see him much in this movie, but you could tell it wasn't him. He had a very different look to him, uh, but he did do the music for this movie. So he does come back uh, and give us, give us his good scores. I have noticed that any of the scores that Joseph Bashar does are, are a lot more, I wouldn't say iconic, but they're more memorable than any of the other scores in any of the rest of these movies. They're all okay yeah. in a way. Like they all bring that creepy factor, but I think Joseph Bashar, he, he knows how to, how to make a really, a memorable horror score. Maybe this one wasn't his strongest, but I, I like it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this was released June 26, 2019. Uh, it ran at an hour and 46 minutes. Its budget was between 27 and $32 million and it made $231.3 million. So this, uh, this universe made about $600 million because La Llorona came out just two months before, making pretty close to that as well. So, yep, pretty good, good return. Part. Yeah, especially for like you said, a lower budget film. Yeah, films. So, and we also have Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson back as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Can't forget to talk about them. Oh no, absolutely not. So yeah, so Doberman, as we stated, he wrote the first two Annabelles. He wrote the Nun and. It was, I, I felt like when I saw his name as the director, I'm like, well, this makes a lot of sense. You know, he is kind of the, him and James Wan, you know, built this character up, helped uh, get her on on screen. And she's, as much as her films are not the strongest of this franchise, she is a very memorable character. So it made a lot of sense to bring him on board to direct this movie. The problem is, is it's just... What is it's just there's so much happening and not an and there's no payoff. Nope. Didn't the same thing happen with writers becoming directors or something similar with the Jaws franchise too? Well so you had uh Joe Alvis, who was the director for Jaws 3D. He was the production designer and pretty much the guy who helped design Bruce for the original Jaws. And I believe he did Jaws too. And yeah, so they yeah, it just they're like, hey, come on in. You know, they had and when we talked about Jaws 3 a long, long time ago. Maybe one day we'll revisit uh, revisit that movie uh, to kind of uh, refresh ourselves because I'd love to talk about Jaws 3D again. But it's just one of those things where you either have a first time director coming in. The studio doesn't fully trust what they can do. So they, mm-hmm. they step 
you know, over it, there was, you know, Jaws 3D had a lot of different ideas. You know, first it was going to be a National Lampoon movie, and then it was going to be this and that. And then they were like, hey, first time director, we're going to do 3D. And he's like, cool, can't wait. This is going to be, I mean, back then people were like super excited about 3D, but then they realized how much of a pain in the ass it was to to make 3D movies. And they're like, fuck, what did I sign up for? But that's enough about Jaws 3D right now. We're talking about Annabelle comes home. And it's kind of the same thing. I feel, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is Doberman's been so involved in this franchise for so long. I don't feel it was like studio overstepping. I just feel this is just a weak script. They just didn't know what to do with this character. And to be honest, I feel they had something cool. Like the fact of having Annabelle kind of turn the Warren's haunted museum or whatever they call this, the occult museum to kind of bring it alive, I -hmm. think is a really cool idea. It just kind of goes nowhere. And there's just so many things where you're like, it's like you have a lot of tense moments that have no payoff. You have people who you feel are in danger, but then you see them five minutes later and they're in no danger at all. And you're like, what? I'm in danger. (laughs) Literally like there is literally one scene where we see one of the characters she, you know, she's doing something. She gets attacked and she tries to get out of the room, but she can't get out. And it just cuts to another scene. And then you come back to her five minutes later and she's fine. What are you talking about? Like she was getting attacked. So there, but we're going to, we'll get to that when we run through this plot, but yes, it's just will. an absolute, just, I just feel it's just a messy script. They just didn't know what to do. To be honest, I feel like it would have been great if the Warrens were involved. But instead, we yeah. were just given these characters that, to be honest, I, I don't want to say I don't care about them, but it was just not as integral to me caring as much. Like, I, if it was Ed and Lorraine fighting off, you know, the the Annabelle demon, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, let's go. But they just peace out. And you're just like well, left here going, oh. Okay. I think the biggest problem is we don't, I don't, what is the time that this takes place? That's that's my question. When, when does this? Yeah, when does this happen? Is this because they leave to go on a case? Where so is this just a random case that doesn't matter to any of the other films? Is this The Conjuring? Is this The Conjuring Two? Is this? We don't know. Well, because yeah, they don't. It doesn't get brought up, but like by the time people the timeline, I think you look at the official timeline. It's allegedly this takes place before the first movie. It says when I googled it, it says either sixty nine or seventy two. So it's like, that's... then that kind of contradicts things. If it did take place before the first film, it contradicts stuff that happens in the first film. Yeah, I... that's that's kind of a yeah, it's just gap that is kind of. I think the first movie takes place in what seventy three. Uh, the first film takes place in seventy one. Seventy one, so a little bit. Okay, so it's either after the first one or. It's either before the first one or between the first and second. Yeah, it's uh, the first Conjuring is 71, and then Annabelle is, we talked, I looked, I remember we had this conversation, it was 70. Yeah, yeah. And Conjuring 1 71, Conjuring 2 is 77. So this is, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's no clarification. I just think they just, to be honest, this is a movie that really has no, connection to anything else like it doesn't lead into anything no it's just here i'm gonna 
not I'm a gonna one. play my cards early because. Oh, don't do it, please. We keep your hide your hand. We all know how we feel right. about no, this. No, no. What if they don't know? I'm not. We all know. Listen. He he can close to my can, chest. He can cut it out, or I can repeat it at the end. I feel like if this had nothing to do with the Conjuring universe, I would like it better. If they took out Annabelle and took out the Warrens and replaced it with more like different demons, ghosts, haunted parts. Just watch Thirteen Ghosts. That I liked too. <laughs> I just I but I I kind of feel I feel like I would have liked it better. Yeah, they just. They wanted us to see more of the demon. And to be honest, spoiler alert, there's not much of him. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. uh, I, I don't even care. Like, I'm not showing. I'm not trying. to. I'm just expressing like just the disappointment of just what I'm seeing, what I've seen. You know, I, I'm not, you know, we'll get to the end and we'll we'll share our full thoughts oh. on the movie and we'll I'll rank it care. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. No, it did, whatever. It doesn't matter. Listen, right here. In the field. <laughs> no, cards to the chest. I don't care about no. nobody's feelings. <laughs> oh, I just assumed I it was your feelings. Your one so, feeling. From what I just read, Doberman confirmed that the film would take, that the film takes place shortly after the beginning of The Conjuring where the titular character is introduced. So, but also before many of the events of the first installment. So this is technically so. I feel this movie, yeah, it's so literally it has nothing to do with anything. It's a, it's another prequel that just does nothing. That fucks up what happens in the first movie, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, do we have anything we want to share before we get to the plot? I have experiences. <laughs> experiences. Yeah. What are we supposed to share our experience? Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk what? about what we let's okay. talk about. Yeah, because we're all first time watchers of this movie. So let's <laughs> um we actually watched this partially in the dark. She did. I know. Wow. I was surprised. Good job. We were cuddling on the couch. We had no kids. I'm like, I ain't getting up. Fuck this. She's like suction cup to me. No, it was more like um, our couch is like this wide and us together are like this wide. So I'm like, I got my leg propped up on part of the couch so I don't fall on the floor. That was, <laughs> that was me. That's true facts. So I went into this movie kind of apathetic because I know where this franchise is kind of going. Like I had no real hype for this. Like I was like, it's like, whatever. So I'll go and watch it. That's my experience. <laughs> I don't know what the else to add. Like, no, I was just like, yeah. I, was little, I was like hoping for some music. I was like, come on, bring back the music. I was hoping for some good music, and um, I was hoping to at least be entertained to some extent. I did not have really high expectations for the film. I was like, I said, I was just kind of like, hey, let's watch this. We can talk about it on the podcast. It's literally what it felt like. There was no like, oh, dude, what's this one's all about? It's just kind of like, I mean, all the negativity that you've heard before. Well, I've heard. I take a, I do take a little bit of that, and I think that's yeah. best human beings work. I take a little bit of that in consideration what people say about things. But I'm like, I want to put my opinion on this. I still try to go in blank slate. Like, okay, these these people could just not like it, and I love it. Like we've been there, we've been there before. Oh, I know. And help much? No. 
It's your turn, Parker. I think, oh, is I it my turn? Oh, okay. Yeah, please. Yeah, I think we elaborated. All right. But- so yeah, my first time watching, and the thing was, is I I remember telling certain people, not like anyone. Uh, like on Twitter or anything, but I think I like asked my brother and I was like, hey, I'm, what, you know, he's like, what are you guys covering this week? And I was like, oh, we're doing Annabelle Comes Home. He's like, oof, oof, <laughs> good luck with that. And so I'm I like, I never take people's thoughts and like when they go, oh man, that movie's terrible. I never, it never deters me from seeing it because I want to see if my experience is different. Uh, and, you know, it, this movie has a good atmosphere to it. It had to be honest, it had some some moments that kind of like made me tense up a little bit where you're like, oh, what's going to happen here? And I like that. But that's about it. There was I'm not saying there wasn't interesting things about the movie. No, there was a lot of good ideas. And we mentioned that earlier. There's a lot of good ideas in this movie. They just don't pay off. And we're going to talk about that more in detail when we go through this plot. But that was my experience. Uh, You know, my wife, uh, not a fan of the uh, the demon uh, the Annabelle demon. Every time he pops, she's like, "You got, God, son of a bitch!" <laughs> I Mal- want a statue again. It's hilarious. The only reason I know that that demon is called Malthus is because of a YouTube channel I watch that covers all of like these movies and like horror movies. And for some reason, he would. He, he, I guess that's the demon's name, even though they never say his name in any of these movies. So I'm like, yeah. and every time you see his name in the credits, it's just the demon. So I don't know where the name came from, but whatever. Unless it's like a um a fan. Could be. Name. Yeah. I've seen that happen before. No, I want I want him in statue form. Statue be awesome. So the the actress that McKenna Grace replaced was Sterling Jarens. She played Judy in the original um but I guess Jaren's came back. We'll be back in the conjuring. The devil made me do it. So, okay. yeah, which is because I think it made sense because if this movie takes place before the conjuring yeah. and the conjuring devil made me do it, I believe takes place in 1980. So it just makes sense. The 80s on that, huh? Yeah, I think, so. I think it's around then. Um, but uh, that's cool that she that she's that she comes back uh, to play her once again. I dig it. I'm interested to see what that one's about for sure. Oh yeah. And I thought it was really cool that Samara Lee comes back and plays B. Yes, I was like, hey, I was like, hey it's her. And uh, Lulu Saffron, who played one of the orphan girls in Animal Creation, she actually returns in this movie but as a different character she plays just like one of the uh judy's classmates hmm. yeah she's the producer's um daughter who is also the co uh ceo of dc right now with james gunn i did not know okay. I, I every we've been talking about peter saffron for the entirety of this franchise he's literally a producer on every single one of these movies and i just realized like last week i was like oh he's now the yeah he's like the co-ceo of dc you know uh the dc film department i'm like oh okay sometimes you just don't know you just don't know about a person huh mm-hmm. all right well that I think is about it for some behind the scenes. Are we uh, ready to talk about this plot now? 
Make it so. All right, here we go. So, uh, once again, we see this goddamn opening from The Conjuring because we don't said, know what happened. <laughs> I said that. I was like, how many times has this been in this series? Like four fucking times at this point? At this point, we can you know recite it word for word. Yeah, this it literally is that scene where it's the Warrens talking to the nurses, but but this time we get to see the end of that conversation where they're like, oh, we could burn it. And he's like, well, if you do that, it's not going to destroy it. It's going to, you know, it needs a, it needs a soul, you know, it needs a body to possess. And so he, Ed, he's like, I'll take it. We're, we'll take it away. And they're like, yep. Okay. See ya. Please. <laughs> please. Yep. Not going to fight you there. You, you wanted to bring something <laughs> haunted home. You'd be sleeping outside. Yeah. Just so, dude, I found this sweet old, <laughs> Satanic Bible. Nope. Bye. <laughs> Written in blood. So they take the doll. They're driving home and you get this whole cute little conversation between the Warrens about, you know, how Ed is not good with directions and how long is it going to take to get home and stuff like that. And Annabelle's just sitting in the back seat like like a child. <laughs> I mean, just- Daddy, look, are we home yet? I was gonna say I was waiting for her to say, "Are we there yet?" So they put and they Daddy, pull- Daddy, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, 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 damn it! Are we there yet? No, are we there yeah. yet? Did the music start yet? Is there music in this scene? I don't remember. It's it later. I don't remember what. It I, doesn't I, matter. I I'm just gonna say it now. Fuck it. Split. They brought back the good music in this movie. Like yes, because Joseph Bashara is back as the composer. Dude, it's so fucking good. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, yes. Yes, where it has yeah. that like has that like weird piano like bit that plays, right? Is that uh, no, what you're I'm talking, talking about? Okay. Oh, no, he's just talking about the, the license. Oh, music. I thought you like meant the, the, I thought you meant shit, the score. Dude. Sorry. Yeah. Like the uh, no. these eyes by the guess who? Like, yes. Like, like, yes. It's yeah. like, yes. I mean, the background music is good. Like, let's let's not discredit the composer. But I'm just any because it's always takes place in this era that, like I said, I talked about all these movies that I grew up with this music, and uh, I, I, I'm glad. Every time I play this shit, I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know that song. Yeah. You're singing the music. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep going. No, they uh, they pull up to a bad accident. Someone's someone died. Lorraine sees uh, a ghost, or the, that's what we think it is, kind of just standing on the side of the road. I was trying to figure out if this was one of the nurses because like they gave the doll away and then maybe like they get in an accident. I was like, is that one of the because I I even like rewound it to see the outfits they were wearing to see if that was the same outfit that the that the ghost was wearing. But it wasn't. It was she it was just a girl got in an accident and died. See, I said that to Angel. I was like, is that was that one of the nurses? And she's like, so we just kept it going. So they have to go an alternate way home they break down of course in front of a cemetery i'm like wow convenience (laughs) and these guys these guys these two have to continue to be the cutest couple of all time Oh, they're adorable those unrealistically cute couple like oh i guess i missed my turn well i guess we're going this way hot jokes (laughs) oh ed (laughs) so cute (laughs) uh (laughs) so yeah he's got a change did they get a flat tire i can't remember they break down. Oh, it just fucking died. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, completely died. I was like, yeah. dude, your alternator's cooked or you lost your belt. Yeah. And and while he's trying to figure out what to do, 
she's looking at the map and of course you get the whole thing where she's like got the map up against the window and you're expecting a jump scare and then it doesn't happen i I hate false jump scares just give me the goddamn jump scare don't fucking play with my fucking emotions like that and I, oh hate, I hate the, i hate the directing for this too like no offense but i hate the direction for this scene because she's like yeah <laughs> what's the point? like dude you're making it too obvious like, you know what would have been easier if she just got out of the car and just put the map on top of the car and looked yeah. at it that way we're just gonna but, put this here and we're gonna this is just the start ladies and gentlemen this yeah is just the fucking start. so she looks in the back seat though and there's the she hears oh, i like your doll and I was like, oh, it's back, guys. That line. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, and it's the girl who got in the car accident. She's kind of, like, confused. And Lorraine is trying to be, you know, tell her, oh, you got in an accident. You died, and it's okay. And, you know, everything's going to be all right. And then she disappears. And then we get, she looks at the cemetery, and there's just people everywhere. And they just start yeah. to, like, come closer to them. A truck almost hits Ed. And then the guy gets out. He's like, oh, it wasn't me, man. Someone took control of my truck. And I went, Annabelle this has this much where... power. <laughs> okay, know. listen, that tra- how far of a reach does her power have? Because clearly he lost True. control of his truck pretty far down True. the street. It just depends but on the writer and director. Isn't this where Ed closes the hood and you see all the ones behind, behind him? him? Yeah. And then he gets pushed pushed into the road hey, bitch. yeah yeah they like literally just <laughs> so yeah. this is this is relevant to me so growing up she goes i used to be terrified of zombie games right movies any of that stuff it was resident evil fucked it for me the first one and i was just nothing to do with them so like this literally happened we were going to my grandfather's house one night and we had to pull off on the side of the road right in front of the fucking cemetery <laughs> In the middle of the night. Like, this shit happened to me growing up. And, of course, not the specters and nobody pushed my dad in front of a truck. But, um, fortunately. But, no, it just, it just rang true. Because, like, when you see all of them around him, I'm like, oh, zombies. But they're not zombies, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they, they get swarmed by the ghosts. And, of course, this is when Lorraine's like, it's her. She's doing it. And then you get title card. And yeah, you, then you find out Annabelle is a conduit for other spirits, like an extremely powerful conduit for other spirits for reasons. Yeah, I guess she just is like uh, the the demon is just a puppet master for all these other spirits. Which we see a, a demon do this master. at some point in the franchise, but it was. Uh, oh, my God, I almost said Vecna. That's fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Valak does this with the one ghost in the second Conjuring movie. Yeah. And that's really the main time we see yeah. that. But now, apparently, fucking Malphite's like, oh, God, I could just summon and control fucking everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, because Valak controls the ghost of the old man, and then she mm-hmm. also controls the crooked man. Like, she, mm-hmm. they say, like, she's able to, like, you know, turn into whoever. Yeah. Uh, the demon in this is kind of just, is literally just puppeteering all these other spirits. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we have we get back to the Warren's house and Father Gordon's just standing there creepily in the driveway. Like, why don't you just does this? He's just like, (laughs) bro, what are you doing (laughs) here to bless the dollar? Could you could wait in your fucking car at the front door, sir? We don't do this in that that age. 
You just stand there and stare. Yeah. Just be at the fucking table. <laughs> like Father Gordon, you okay, buddy? It's played by the same guy, by the way. Well, of course. Uh, so they put the doll. They're trying to figure out where to put the doll in the room. Uh, at first, they were going to put it in the rocking chair, but Lorraine goes, oh, hey, where's that that church glass that we got from that church before they knocked it down? And so there you go, because it's a it's holy suddenly, relic. It's suddenly Su- a cabinet. Yeah, suddenly a cabinet. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because what well, we've seen, Ed... You know he's a he's a handy man, so he probably just went out there, fucking whipped it out, probably fixed another Chevy. Uh, yeah, five ten minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there we go. Repaired public plumbing, their flooded basement. So, yeah, stained it and everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because there's there's things in the room start doing shit once they put Annabelle in. Yeah, there. I love how they always focus on the uh, the monkey, the clapping monkey there, or the little symbol monkey. I need to know why that monkey's in there. Uh, yeah, and you never, yeah, you never get told. By the way, Toy Story Spoiler. Three. That's why. Uh, yeah. Toy Story Three. It's a prequel to it. His oh, eyes are everywhere. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they put her in the case, and they bless. Well, he, uh, Father Gordon blesses the doll before they put her in the case. But once she's in the case, everything kind of calms down, and like, oh, her e- the evil is contained. And I'm like, okay, I like yeah, it. Yeah, like, like where we're going here. The most unenthusiastic fucking like blessing. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, the, the guy who plays Father Gordon is like half asleep. Like he doesn't yes! want to be there. He's just like, I'm like, oh, you got to move your lips, man. I need to understand what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just here for the. This why this doesn't work. Like fucking ash from uh, the. The army of darkness. He doesn't say the fucking thing right, <laughs> yeah. and this fucking lazy. But that's like ass done on purpose. But that's like done on purpose because, yeah, it, it's you know, it's funny. Fucking pastor. Yeah, he's right? just like, he's like I'm so fucking sick of this. <laughs> God, dude, I got fucking church service in the morning. Uh, I'm fucking tired. Let's he, just go. Let's he's go. just worried about something. He's he's wanting dinner. He yeah. wants his paycheck. Yeah. It's like it's like, dude, like go. He's like, come on. He's like. This is one of the most strong, one of the most powerful demons I've ever found. Like, well, so is my wife in the morning. Blah blah blah. I gotta go to church. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> so we get a little description about how, you know, how pretty much evil Annabelle is. She's the most mal- malevolent, uh, evil spirit that the Warrens have dealt with. That's when we get the title card, and um, and then yeah, we're off to the races now. So it's one year later, and the. Yeah. War- yeah, so the Warrens, they're leaving for a case and they are, you know, their daughter Judy is going back to school after an article came out about the Warrens pretty much calling them a hoax and you get the whole thing where it's it's kind of like what they show in The Conjuring 2 where mm-hmm. are, they, are they really ghost hunters or are they hoax? And so, of course, Judy is knows exactly how it's going to go at school because everybody's going to treat her differently. Because kids are mean. Oh, they're awful. So they leave for a case and they get a babysitter who is Mary Ellen. And uh, I really like this character. She's one of, she like, I just wish she was in a different movie. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah, she just, you know, she plays a caring uh, person who clearly has a lot of history with the Warrens. She's watched, probably watched Judy for many years and knows how, she is and is very close with the family. So you get that really good camaraderie between 
Mary Ellen and Judy. So they, the Warrens are gone. She brings her to school. You get the whole thing where Judy is kind of hesitant about going, but then you see her having to deal with just people suck. Like she, her birthday's coming up and she like, no one wants to go to her party because she's the weirdo now. Cause her parents are yeah. weird and Oh no. Yeah. And, uh, but she's seeing she's out like in the courtyard and she sees this creepy priest just standing in the middle of the courtyard. Yeah. And you're like, is is that an actual priest? Because she goes to a Catholic school, so is this a priest or is this a dead guy? I thought it was like a sexual harassment thing was fixing to happen here. The dude looks like a dead guy yeah. in his pictures. His name is Gary Seven. Oh, Gary slash the hyphen Seven. So. You then figure out that the guy's dead because she finds the bust of the guy in the front of the school when Mary Ellen comes to pick uh, her up. And you also meet this bully. Oh, God, I can't remember what his name was, but he's the Mm. brother of the girl that we're going to meet later. Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Which I guess Judy's husband in real life was named Tony. So I guess this was kind of like a a whole thing where they were like, oh, we're going to make it so... Yeah, but I guess that's not how they actually met in real life. So, so He just picks on you because he likes you. I, I want to say this. Gig. First off, well, growing up, did you give a fuck about anybody's parents? No. That you hung out with? No. Exactly. No point. Doesn't fucking matter. Nobody's going to give a shit about your parents. Your parents might care about their parents, but you like hanging out and doing stuff, nobody gives no. a shit, right? No. As long as you're prepared to, like, murder somebody or isn't in prison. That's, like, the only time people give a shit about anybody. Anywho, like, this is where, like, oh, so I guess she's clairvoyant, like her mother? That's, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting at, is she's the same, yeah. Never got brought up in Conjuring 1 or 2? No, because it's not, it's because she wasn't a a major part of this, of the story. She shows up for, like, one scene. So, (sighs) I don't, I don't know. Just didn't matter at that time. And I kind of feel like you you may see things, but you don't point them out when you're a kid. Like you know, you have kids that are have their um, imaginary friends. Yeah, but they don't say anything. I kind of feel like it's that she's just kind of keeping it until she realized, hey, this is probably not. He's probably not supposed to be here. Well, also, this is another huge issue, because if this takes place prior to most of the major events of the first film, why the fuck does Judy keep trying to get into that fucking room in the first movie? Because clearly continuity doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about! Like, like, dude, why the fuck would you know what the fuck is in there? Right. Well, that's the thing, is Judy, in the brief amount of time you see her in the first Conjuring it she seems really small like she seems really young because there's the whole thing oh, where yeah. where uh, ed is bringing that guy around it's showing him the room and judy's kind of hiding in there and he's like can't be yeah. in here this, <laughs> yeah. this judy seems way older and way more mature yeah. than that yeah. judy so it just yeah it doesn't make yeah, sense it, if this one is before that one because clearly yeah. if she went through this shit she's not going through or she's not going back in that fucking room ever again no <laughs> 
it she's, almost feels like a different kid. Like if they had yeah. like two kids, right? Yeah, it just it, I said they they got a different kid. They, they got two kids got her. Judy and no. Judy the second. They just Judy found her. They yeah. found her. They she's did find her. Found cake. It's like found cake. <laughs> you can't just find cake. It's not naturally occurring. It has to belong to somebody. I asked someone, said it wasn't their cake. You want to try a bite of it? No, I don't want that. It's disgusting. You found it on the ground. But it's chocolate. It's litter. <laughs> cake is cake. Um, you, you, I forgot to mention you meet Daniela, Mary Ellen's friend. They're at the grocery yes. store. You meet, uh, was his name No Balls Bob or... <laughs> Balls got Bob's got balls. Bob's got Bob. Bob's got balls. Uh, by the way, everybody, this character useless, one hundred percent useless. They oh, introduce very well. They introduce this character. He, does. he fits. He fits in. He hides with the chickens. He is a chicken. I mean, I would probably hide with the chickens too. After what he was getting chased by. Uh, but yeah, this is a character they. This is a character they introduce because he is a love interest to Mary Ellen, who is one of our main characters. But he just doesn't play in anything. He just—he's just useless. But we have to get his whole, you know, them having this weird meet cute in the grocery store. Find out his dad owns it. Who cares? We're gonna move on now. Yeah, no to get. <laughs> oh, the only important thing you learn out of this is the fact that Mary has asthma. Yes. Yes. That's it. So we're back at the house. They're party prepping for uh, Judy. They're going to have a little thing for Judy before her big party on the weekend. You know, of course, she's got to be sad because no one's going to come to her party. And I mean, I would be Danielle with that. That's cake either. So Daniela shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And pretty much her reason for being there is she wants to snoop around the room. Because she's trying to find something, but we don't really know why she's like. I, mostly, I think it's just we just feel she's just being curious and she wants to know more about the Warrens. Yeah, she sucks to be honest. I don't. This character is the reason this movie happens, and yeah, yeah. she just she just sucks. I mean, listen, they try to give you a a reason why. Oh, this is why she's doing it. It's like, it's come funny. on. It's the worst fucking reason. Don't care why you're fucking doing it. You don't listen. They tell you not to do it. They tell you not to talk about Annabelle. You do it anyways. You don't fucking listen when she tells you not to go in the room. You do it anyways. Like, yep. So she can't get in the room. And she, and she has like a... She, she baits them to leave because she gets rollerblades and then say, oh yeah, go... Uh, you, should, you should take her outside and... You know, oh. you know, and I'll uh, I'll watch the cake. She can't get into the room, so she gets the keys from Ed's office. Which this was also confusing to me because again, we don't know when this takes place. So I'm going in there. I'm like, "Where's the Valak painting? Where's the painting of the house from The Conjuring?" Oh yeah, they they, don't, they didn't happen yet. So yeah, why, why does he just leave his keys on the desk behind Jesus? <laughs> I do like, like I mean, the fact she's like, "Don't judge me." Jesus, it's, it's such a random fucking spot. That- yeah, and it's the fact that she just happened to magically put her hand there, and it's like knowing what is in that room, keys. and your daughter, right? That should that be an like, should be in a safe person. or something. Yeah, dude, that should be fucking put up. He yeah. needs to have in in you know those the desks that had the the three 
three um, drawers on each side. Yeah. And it had the little keyhole in the very top, and yeah. it locked all the drawers underneath. Fuck yes. What do they What do they call it with like convenient when something convenient happens in a movie? What do they call that? Plot convenience. Well, n- no, there was a there's another word for it. I can't I can't think of it right mm-hmm. now. Okay, that's fine. We'll figure. It's always say happenstance, but you know, it's it it just magically you know happened that way. But no, you need to lock your, lock your keys up, lock and it needs up. to come out, man. The dad needs to be the only one that has the key to. Yes, one hundred. They should have been with him when he yeah. left. Yeah. So they're exactly. just like, eh, Jesus is, is gonna watch really him. Here? Don't worry. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't you take them sinners. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna stop everybody. It's like there's no gun signs on the outside of stores. That's gonna stop people from taking them in there. <laughs> Good faith. Don't do that. People read signs and take them seriously. Clearly, this girl who literally saw a sign said, "Warning: positively, do not open. Open I me." Right? I I feel I feel that working in retail, you Parker Parker knows people don't read signs. No, or they see it and they're just like, eh, "That doesn't pertain." And to you me. say something to them, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's so, stupid. Uh, well, You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So she goes in the room and the room. and she, you know, you get to see all the, the different objects in there and, you know, she you see the wedding. All of them. She touches everything. And she even states it later, what? but she, no joke, yeah. touches everything in the room. And you find out she's trying to call her dad because her dad died in a car accident and she's trying to get in contact with him. And this is where I like some of the nuances that happen. Like, this is what kind of helps it be a little bit better. Like, when she first walks in the room and things start moving as Mm -hmm. she goes past. Mm -hmm. She doesn't see it, but we see it. And I'm like... It's because it's very subtle. I was like, it's really really cool. You get the twinkle, twinkle, star. Yep. Yeah. And she sees the case with Annabelle inside. And... As she walks Fucking away, dope. yes, and when, as she walks away, the doll falls forward against the glass, and so she opens the case. Oh, we're she's gonna a, fix it. She's a capital D dumbass. She opens the case. She touches the doll. After she looks at the sign that says "Don't open," she's yep. like, oh, "It'll be fine." No. Nope. And as she's putting her back to shut the case, the smoke alarm goes off. And she doesn't close the case all the way. And as she runs out, you see that the doll falls forward and pushes the door open. And you're like, well, you fucked. Yep. So, of course, you know, they they come back and no one knows that anything happened. We find out that the bully, Judy's bully, is Daniela's little brother. And uh, she also talks about how she... Judy also talks about how she can see ghosts like she's like her mom in that way. So this is when things start happening and like uh, Judy starts seeing Annabelle all over the house, but like she'll see her and then she goes to look in that spot again and she'll be gone. It was the uh, I think I think this is the one where she's sitting in the living room, right? And she drops the remote and she goes to get it. And Annabelle is on the backside of the couch. And then she goes to look behind the couch and she's not there. Yeah. She's watching TV eat pizza and the the TV turns off and the remote is right there on yeah. the yeah, table. Space bricks. Yep. Yeah. Like you can't lose that. 
and uh, and it was pretty funny because the the show I don't know what the show was she was watching but the the little girl or the kid on the show wins a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, another little callback there. Second oh. time, second time that's happened in this franchise. Uh, bef- be- I know what show it was too. Before yeah. this scene, though, the scene right before this is. Mary Ellen hears the doorbell. She goes to the door and, you know, she's like, hello, hello. And no one answers. And then she says it again. And she's like, is Annabelle home? Oh, she's yeah. Like, uh, I like this scene a lot. This is like one of my favorite scenes I, of the movie. I got chills seeing it and I got chills again thinking about it. And she's like, no. And she keeps looking through the 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 glass there and no one's there. And then she finally opens the door and it's B, you know, scratching at the at the side of the house she's like she's like is annabelle home and she's like there's no one here there's no one here by that name she's like yeah she's right behind you and if you didn't pay attention annabelle the doall is in one of the dining room chairs that's what i was as she goes to answer the door but when she turns around the doll's gone the girl's like yeah yeah and she literally yep she laughs and just runs off screen like, yeah, you get the fuck out of here, you little goblin. Calls up the pest, the, uh, pest man, the next, or pe- pest control next day. Sprays for annoying ass children. Keep them away from your property. <laughs> so, this is when Daniela also sees her dad inside the house. Uh, there, this was when yeah. they were outside. They were having their conversation, and she looks and she sees him in the sliding window, yeah. and she goes and looks for him and. She goes upstairs, and this is when Judy also sees the wedding dress ghost walking around, and so she goes to investigate. This is, again, uh, one of those things where she goes to the door that's kind of cracked open, and she sees the Annabelle doll in the rocking chair, and then kind of, like, double takes and and goes in there, and the doll's gone. She shuts the door and, like, kind of thinks about opening it up again because she has her hand on the door. And I'm like, just just let it go. But she's like, down, ma'am. we're going to open the door. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then, of course, you have a very similar scene to the nun where she sees the shadow of the wedding dress ghost. come. She's outside, but then she goes through the mirror and then she shows up in the room across the hall. And then you get that very similar shot to the original Annabelle where she just stands there and then she pulls out the knife and then she just fucking full out sprints. Yeah. yeah. And she's like floating past the windows outside though. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big old, it's, it's the bride. That was a big old thunk. <laughs> and uh, she pulls out the, the cross and you hear her screaming. They come up to see what's going on. And this is when Judy tells Mary Ellen about her abilities. We then see the then Daniela goes back to Ed's office and finds all of the records and files on all of the investigations the Warrens have done. We have some really cool ones, and we're going to talk about at the end of the episode because somebody did ask us this question uh, on Twitter that clearly no one understood the assignment but me. Um, Yep. Listen, Linda, it was not (laughs) specified. Just saying. Um, so we questions t- <laughs> were asked I answered <laughs> so we see a file for the ferryman and the hellhound or the black shook and the wedding dress killer 
or the wedding dress woman, which I guess the whole story behind that is the dress itself causes whoever wears it to go crazy. See, I want to I want to learn about all of them. It's not just like a Yes, there's a specific one that I'm more pulled toward, but I want to learn about them all. Like I need yeah. I need case files. Like did we really need three movies to talk about one goddamn doll when we could have gotten all these different ones? I mean, they could have done a 13 ghost style. Yeah. For cases that they've done. So should be called this movie should just be called Night at the Warrens and it'd be Night at the Museum of Scary Shit. No, no joke. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. So when Daniela mentions Annabelle, that's when Judy's like, "Don't talk about her. She's 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 the worst. She is super scary too." So I first saw McKenna Grace in The Handmaid's Tale, and she is very like I acting yeah she like, is very dan's good like, about expressing emotion dan's like she looks like she's tired all the time or sad and i'm like just wait until her, her eyes start like it's just, it's very subtle but it's the the angry eyes like do not yeah but she's also scared because she knows she knows so the three girls they it's Decide it's time to play some feely mealy. Was this a real game? Yes, yes it is. I was like, dude, this is like, this is where all this, those. We were just talking about fluff and nuts, dude. This is off camera, but this is what I'm talking about. This is where all those games came come from that you see people play now, where they're having to reach it. Oh, those. like on Jimmy Fallon, they do the yeah, thing. like yeah. they reach inside the boxes without seeing right. to see what it is. Well, this is kind of a spinoff of this game. I thought it was just, I thought you were talking about Tide Pods or people going and breaking into people's houses and recording <laughs> TikTok, I'm sorry. As I was just saying, what's that to do with, ah, with you games people play these days? With the It got some weight. Okay. It's got some weight to it. It's a little like chicken skin, but it's fine. <laughs> so they're in the middle of playing the game and the doorbell rings and who is it but Bob? And he's trying oh. to Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, he he's just there to see Mary Ellen, but he's very awkward. And of course, the pizza guy comes and he's like, "Hey, man, you got it. You got a wooer, man. You got a wooer." And then, of course, he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, you got the whole pizza except for one piece because uh, I enjoyed that on the way here." And I'm like, "Fuck, what? If a pizza guy ever did that, I would literally not give him the money. I would throw it back at him. Yeah. I'd hit him with it." You know, speaking of pizza places. Allow me to derail for a moment. Oh, this this I is imagine that. Well, first off, this is first one is relevant to the story. Uh, that's what the, we're known the, for, the, right? The feely, especially this, the us two. That's true. This the feely mealy game. I don't know if we mentioned it was in the Warren's room. Yes, the they room. did show it in the beginning when they go through yeah, the room. Yeah, because when they're going to play the game, it's like, oh, I don't remember this one. Like, let's play it. You know, that's so. I think I, Annabelle kind of puts it there. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, oh, piece of candy. Not relevant at all, but like I, I, we've been ordering from Pizza Hut a bit lately. I, was, I used to work at a Pizza Hut, fun fact. And uh, they actually, when you order your pizzas, if you didn't know this, they actually show you before they give them to you. Like they open the box yeah. and like, yeah. not all pizza places do that. I no. think that's a neat thing. It's no. just like, hey, does this look good? Is this the lady remembered from me from when we cleaned, I cl- we cleaned the local Pizza Hut too. Oh, okay. She's like, oh, hey. I was like, 
half the time I'm like, I trust you guys because you order it, so I don't really know what's supposed to be there. So I just, I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, Bob gets kind of kicked out of there because he can't, you know, she can't have any friends over or any boys over. Yeah, can't have any boys over. This is where we get the scene, as we stated, we talked about it before, so we won't go too far about uh, the girl on the, or the kid on the TV winning the Raggedy Ann. She sees Annabelle behind the couch, but then it leads into the cake. They bring out the cake, wish Judy a happy birthday. And I just go, damn, this doll is really good at, 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 uh, what what did I write? He's good at seek then hide because you always find it and then it just disappears. Where'd it go? Was it incorporeal or just kind of? Yeah. And then he got Bob outside acting like John Cusack fucking strumming his guitar out there trying to woo, <laughs> trying to woo Mary Ellen. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. Like he's, he's doing a good job. And then they just, they leave because Mary Ellen was going to go outside and be like, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to ask him out, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets chased off by a hellhound. The worst part of this fucking movie is this fucking hellhound. Anytime. Like, it just takes me so far out of this movie where he's getting chased by a pretty much a werewolf. Yep. <laughs> what? It's dude. And I made references at, during this to fucking American werewolf in London. Uh, oh, oh no. Not, it, not like it's, it's in quality, but just, it just felt like that I was going to say this. But is that's a like... good movie. It's, I know but that's, I'm not saying it's a quality thing, but just like oh. the situation, like he just <laughs> ran off by into the fog. I'm like, what the fuck are no, we watching? This is more like Twilight Werewolf. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't think they're that bad. They're I mean, like pretty. You, well, you get werewolf. you get that like fog effect, which then turns into the werewolf, which I guess is okay, but it's just this whole werewolf thing, well, hellhound, whatever the hell you want to call it, it's just dumb, and it looks there's uh, there's a part though where it where you see it later and it actually looks pretty good because I, I feel like it was practical which I'm always an advocate for practical effects yeah of course but when you first see him he's all CG and it just doesn't look great and it just threw me off the best part about everything that has to do with the, the, the werewolf is um, two things I like the book yes that, they, that, that, that yes. it's attached to what's it called the black something the black shook black shook I like that book. I like how it looks neat with the claw marks and shit on it. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the chickens, the dude gets to hang out with. I was yeah. like, yeah, chickens. <laughs> fuck yeah. I was all about okay. the chickens. So the werewolf is a French legend of a, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because it's me and French don't get along. It's a monstrous werewolf appearing out of encroaching night fog. So it, Holds to so, the legend. They just could have done it. They just wow. didn't do much with it. No, this was like just this was just thing. to make it so that Bob doesn't ever get with them. Like doesn't do anything. No, <laughs> that's the thing. This movie must have done something right. The thing about this movie is there's so many dangers, and no one dies. Nothing happens to anybody. If Almost anybody, nothing. if anybody should have died, it should have been the two. Two girls, the babysitter and her friend. Yeah, and Bob. <laughs> Bob, Bob, yes. Why I did mean, they kill the pizza guy? They don't kill anyone because I feel like it would just turn into something even bigger than it needed to be, and it would just been weird. But I don't just know. Leave Judy 
by herself, kill everybody else, leave Judy by herself. She has plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. Nobody else. And they would have used they would have contacted um uh the Vatican Section thirteen, the Iscariot organization, and <laughs> brainwash her ass so she never would have fucking known what was going on. Oh Ooh. shit. That's when we get Alexander Anderson and all the Helsing stuff comes in. Mm. So yeah, but but this also is the reason why everything's so foggy. Like it just it just drops real hard, and the fog yeah, is like, everywhere. The machines could suddenly go from one to twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so we then we go by the room, and the room door opens, and Daniela goes back in there because she forgot to return the keys. Because Mary Ellen's like, "Hey, you gotta go." Thanks for being here, though. And then she's like, shit, I got the keys. So she goes back the back way to get in. But the door like opens on its own. And she's like, I guess I should go in. And I went, why? And it gets worse when she gets in the room. Yeah. If I have my back to a door and I can hear the locks unlocking, they have what, four locks on it? No, I'm out the door. Yeah. Bye, I'm going home. It just it, her. Daniela is the dumbest character in this movie. Yes. By she far. Because she doesn't yes. listen. Kids in these movies don't listen. We for, and we no. forgot to we forgot to mention when they go through all those files, they talk about the uh, locket that you can talk to like lost loved ones. The talket. Yeah, and so that was what she was going after. And when it's she goes back into the room. Stop it. Stop stop. I'm making. I don't know if you. I'm sorry. Just keep going. Now all I can think of is a, there's a locket in my pocket. Yes. Oh my god, dude. Unrelated. <laughs> the dude that wraps those. No, 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 no. There's two of them. There's there's it's two so of them. It's good. the there's a different guy that does the walk in my pocket and listen. Pop on pop. No, it, that one too. But it's the, the fox and socks. Fox and socks fox too. And socks is this white dude. He does the shit and he fucking nails it. He, he dude, does several. It's great. <laughs> Hey, Doctor Seuss Fox and Socks rap. I did a I did I I've, I've talked about it on the show when I did a uh, sophomore year in my English class for a final was to do a dramatic reading of of any book or any part of a book and I did Hop on Pop. <laughs> yes, so oh my good. Dude, if if I did that in school, I would have fucking nailed Green Eggs and Ham. If see son you, of a bitch. <laughs> after you know, after we've had kids and we've read how many Dr. Seuss books to them over and over, uh, what was the ABCs? Yeah, ABCs and the play. Well, do we need to do the places you'll go? It, no, it was no. Go Dog Go. Go Dog Go. Dog, Seuss, go. Which, which actually wasn't a Seuss book. It's in his line of books, but he didn't write that. There yeah. are so many Dr. Seuss books that we have read over and over to all three kids that I can pretty much still recite. Yeah. Did they ever do a did they ever do like a, a book version of Seussical? I I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry. Just ignore me. Carry on. So Mary Ellen is putting Judy to bed. And this is when we get the explanation of uh how Daniela's dad died. They got in a car accident. Daniela was driving, she blames herself, that whole thing. Look, Dad, no hands. <laughs> And Daniela is in there trying to communicate with her dad. And she, for one, notices the doll is just gone and doesn't even blink an eye. She just goes, oh, 
and then just continues to do whatever. Take it's the fine. fucking bracelet. Everything's fine. Put her dad's image into it. Yeah. yeah. So fucking The rocking stupid. chair is going. The house she, is on fire. Yeah, Rocks she, fall. Everyone dies, but it's okay. Yeah. Blood riding on the wall. Get she's, out. I don't know she, what this yeah, means. She's, she's messing with the, uh, the piano again, and that's when her dad shows up in the mirror. And he then she's like oh dad and then this is when she turns and he's like all cut up and shit it's your fault and so she runs and so this is the scene that pissed me off because she is being attacked by this spirit and she can't get out of this room because the door just shuts and locks and then it just goes to another scene and she's in a pocket dimension because nobody can hear her yell yeah she's in one of those like things yeah and it's not it's not the only time that that happens that way but we have precedence in the franchise for the little pocket dimension where you can't. Yeah. With Annabelle. But if this is supposed to happen before some of those events happen. Well, no, because this is from Annabelle Creation, which is before this movie. Yeah. Because remember, remember when the the girl falls down the gets thrown off the rail. Remember she takes the chair up. She's a chair, the chair down, and she's like screaming, and nobody in the house fucking hears her. Yeah. We've talked about this in a lot of these movies because yeah. it happens a lot. Um. So. We then see Bob hiding in the chicken coop. Poor Bob. It doesn't make it good. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, but poor Bob. I love the chickens, dude. He's like, don't oh, go out there, chicken. And nothing happens to the chicken. The no, chicken's the... fucking fun. What are you talking about? You didn't hear Does the, the chicken? chicken die? Yeah. I don't remember. You hear the chicken die? Yeah, you, the, the, you, hear like, the, you hear the chicken. As it get, like after a, a second or two. Yeah. But chickens do that sometimes just to do that. What if it's mm. just fine? It eats He's... the chicken. Come why on. Would, it's a ghost. Why would it eat the chicken? It's the chicken. Or kill the chicken, the chicken at least. Oh, come on. Poor chicken, dude. Poor chicken. So, Mary Ellen goes downstairs after putting Judy to sleep, and she starts hearing stuff. Like, the record player starts playing on its own. Mm-hmm. The TV turns off. And so she's, you know, she hears, people like, something walking around. So she goes back upstairs, and... Oh, no, this is when the she starts hearing the coins, right? Starting to yes. fall, and she's so got the I, flashlight because uh, she goes into Ed's office. Yes, and she grabs the flashlight, goes around the I house. I love and, these plastic flashlights. Yeah, Where they glow like up, the whole flashlight. I grew glows. up with these yeah. flashlights. Yeah, fucking But Dude, this uh, this scene you're building to, by the way, on the state is probably my favorite scene. Oh, it's a, it's, it's it's one of the few good ones of the movie. It could have been shortened a little bit, yeah. The too much just I am more like too much. Yeah. With the flashlight, like come on, if I am if I hear something, my flashlight is immediately going in the direction of said thing. You can tell us there was not a guy in this, and this obviously takes place before, because this dude, like, fucking Star Wars. <laughs> uh, well, this uh, also came out before Star Wars, so. I know, I said before. Do you remember the flashlights where you could you could widen and narrow the beam? Ours, ours yeah. does that. Those are awesome. Yeah, they're fucking I sweet. love them. Like, harness the power of the sun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had a flashlight when we were, when I was a kid, when my grandparents had an uh, membership to an RV park and I would just stand out in the middle of all these RVs like right in the middle and I would go and I would make it as narrow as possible and you could see forever. Was it your grandparents flashlight? 
Yes. Okay, it's probably you got uranium it, or something. That's why. It probably <laughs> yeah. did. I am. I am probably um, poisoned from said flashlight. Probably. Uh, no, and it was super heavy too. Like you could knock the hell out of somebody. You can't use it for too long. The reactor gets really warm. <laughs> my <laughs> arm starts glowing colors. <laughs> it took the turn the light off. Was the flashlight oh my God. off? You turn that flashlight off. It's off. Your whole hand is just glowing. Yeah. Green. Oh no! It took three C batteries. I do remember that, and it was heavy. Remember the ones that took the big. Like the big scare, like whoop, whoop. No, it's like uh, awesome. one fourth of a car battery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Derailed. I love batteries though. We go so long, my phone turns off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's walking through the house with the flashlight starting to flicker and all that stuff, but she starts to hear coins falling and rolling and she's picking them up and they're, you know, marked coins. She gets up to the kitchen. And that's you, you get a this is a, an awesome shot of the coin falling in the darkness. And you can kind of see the silhouette in the doorway before she shines it there. And yeah, then she, yeah, and then she, uh, she, sh she sees there's two glowing eyes in They're the doorway. Huge. And yeah, that's literally like the top of the door frame. And she nice. points up, and as she goes up with it, it disappears and the coins fall. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's really cool. And then it and then the ferryman attacks her, and uh, of course he's like supernatural, so he can literally like she tries to run away, and he is able to like grab her and try to drag her into the darkness because you can see the coffins in there with all the people with their eyes. Oh, also as she's exploring, trying to figure out what's happening, you see random people. Like you see the woman in the dining room with the coins on her eyes. The guy is in Ed's office when she yeah. first gets That's the flashlight. Really cool. Oh. And like I said, it's the the little nuances, but it's that it's the whole the whole scene with it. Like she gets knocked down by I get I'm assuming the ferryman. Yeah, but no, he knocks her down. She right? is she is booking it and it's like she just hits something oh, hard as yeah. falls. Yeah. She's literally like holding onto the door frame, like, ah! <laughs> yes. And the only way that it's she's able to get away is she's gets her flashlight back on again. But she oh, we forgot to mention the fact that when she puts Judy, she goes back up to check on Judy before all this happens. And Anna, the doll is in her bed, but she doesn't really think yeah. anything of it. So yeah. she kind of just covers it up. Yeah. And uh, she goes back up to see, you know, she, you know, she can't get into her room. And this is when all the things start happening to Judy, where uh, Judy notices there's something going on underneath the covers. So she lifts it up and she sees the doll. But then the bee, like bee fucking crawls over and attacks her. Yeah. And she's like, she fights it off. And then she knocks down her light. She's got that like cool yeah. colored yeah. spinning light that shines on the <laughs> the wall and this is when you see it's the doll, the shadow of the doll, which then turns into B, which then turns into the adult Annabelle, which then turns yes. into the demon, which yes. then attacks her, and she's able to escape. Really cool shot. I actually like it. There, It seems like that, that just make it a little bit better. Like, yeah. it makes it... Because like, it has to do with Annabelle. This is what I want to see. This is Annabelle. I want yes. to see more of this. Even I though I do like the jet. fairy, the ferryman is cool. 
but we got i think we got way too much of that wedding dress killer which i i she wasn't as good as these other demons that we're looking at here i get why but i want to see more of the interesting yeah, the wedding ones. dress ladies, like what, a bride uh, that got killed uh, and or killed somebody on her wedding day? So like, it was the dress, I guess, dress. harnesses evil or something Woo. like that. So it like causes, it like fucks with the person who wears it. What, did she so, show a little skin? Like she yeah. showed her leg? Yeah, who knows? Her ankle? Yeah, yeah she flashed my ankle. She flashed my ankle. So this is when, you know, they're, everybody's freaked out. They still don't know that, uh, what's her name? Um. Daniela is is in the house in the room so they call Lorraine or at least they think they're calling Lorraine and they tell her everything that's going on and then she's like well she needs a soul you gotta give her your soul (gasps) and you're like oh well that's not her that's great and then we go back to the room and Daniela is still in there she's still alive she's still unscathed she seems fine she's just scared and I went wow that paid off to nothing Hmm. And Daniela, or uh, oh, we, I, I forgot to also mention the fact that there's like a TV that's in the room that like it's like a premonition TV where it like shows things that are going to happen like literally two seconds in the future. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's fine, but it's yeah, it's, it's another thing that probably could have just been cut out of this. Yep, <sighs> yeah, so. Mary Ellen uh, and Judy get, finally get into the room, and it's the whole thing. Oh, Annabelle is behind it all. No shit. <laughs> yeah, don't say. We then get a whole scene where Mar- Mary Ellen is having an asthma attack. Judy volunteers to go out to get the is inhaler out of her car. I don't know why you wouldn't have it on you at all times. She, she was supposed to go get it when Bob showed up the first time. She was talking about she needed to get her inhaler. So she was headed out to to her car. Why the hell would you have it in your glove compartment? Good question. Yeah. It's an emer- it's an emergency inhaler. She needs it. I mean, I understand it's the, six, the 70s. But she needs it. She, she, how long has she had asthma? I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it needs to be within arm's reach at all times. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Which is, it's just an excuse to get whatever happens I, next, which is Judy I going know. to the car. She gets attacked by the Hellhound. It's okay. I like there is practical. looks like there's practical effects in the scene, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, I'm always an advocate for. Beating and, up that old dart. Yeah. Name on them. And Bob comes out of nowhere, hits the Hellhound with his guitar, turns into into fog Why? and then it forms back into the hellhound and instead of bob running into the house along with judy he runs around the house again and i went bob you deserve to die but yet you won't because this movie won't I allow know. it go in the fucking house so the that ghost priest from earlier in the movie shows up again and this is Hello. when you get the whole thing where it's like not all ghosts are bad and there's no payoff to that either no, it really it, it, she no. follows him down to the room, right? You get this the really is why weird I hate the style of house too. I hate the style of house. The twin level like... I hate the split level houses. Oh, I love them. I wouldn't be oh I love them. Not for this right here, the, oh, for yeah. this right here. I wouldn't want to be looking down in my 
at my basement and see somebody standing there. Yeah. Or think I see somebody standing there. No. You just hear a voice from the whis- whisper from the darkness. <sighs> you need to change the filter on your HVAC system. Thanks, ghost. <laughs> we get enough of that. I'd like to talk to you about our... your car's extended warranty. Yeah. Dang, damn it. I was just about <laughs> to say that shit. <laughs> Literally Ooh, leaning in for when it. When you've been married as long as we have, I know what you're thinking. Also, this samurai suit, they play into it too much and it doesn't do anything. It's... It seems like it'd be so cool, like because when they they hear the noise, I, st- I still need to know more about it. Like, yes, we. How... I'd like to know what the hell it is. How? How? It, I mean, the thing is, it the shot of it's being in the middle of the hallway and they walk by and the head turns, and then as they get closer to it, they can hear screams and cries, mm-hmm. which I guess is like the suit embodies like the souls of, you know, whoever it kills or whatever, and I think that's the whole thing. Ooh. That's why when Daniela first walks into the room, you see it turn as she's walking past it. So, I mean, I'm like, how the hell does a suit of armor get? I mean, the lady's wedding dress was possessed, too. But I'm like, how does the suit of armor get? (sighs) So first as you get the whole scene where the doll is just chilling in the closet and Mary Ellen goes to get it. She has to walk through like the hallway full of um, all the bodies from the ferryman. Yeah, and, and yeah. Beauty like stays behind and prays. Oh, I also forgot to mention the fact the that uh, Daniela gets attacked by the wedding dress woman and gets puked in the mouth and I, as soon as that happened, I went, she's possessed now! Yeah, Because that's how it works. Like, Oh, she'd be really awesome if that plot line actually went somewhere. (laughs) That's just, it doesn't do anything. Everything's fine. Um, She fought her off. She's fine. Yeah, because this is when, because Mary Ellen comes face to face with like her dead self holding the doll. And she gets, I do like the shot though, where it shows her walking, like noticing it. And then the ferryman is kind of in the shadows, like peering over her. I love the look of him. He puts his hand up on the yeah. wall behind her, like he's ready to to get her. Touch it. Touch I was it, touch it, touch it, touch it. <laughs> and I wanted it to happen. Don't you fucking coward! <laughs> so she gets the doll and is able to like you. It's from the darkness. You think that she's gonna get possessed or she's gonna die, and the doll gets thrown out of the closet. And that's when Daniela, who is now possessed by the wedding dress killer. Uh, or woman, or what the hell, ever the hell this character's name is, uh, she attacks Judy, and then Mary Ellen comes in and attacks her, and there's a whole thing until uh, a video or a, a recording that was played earlier in the movie gets kicked on, and it's an exorcism, so it exorcises the demon out of Daniela. The demon. Yeah, literally. No, all I can think of is, the, is the scene from Beetlejuice. With um, what's her face in the wedding dress? That's all I can. This say. is so dumb. I'm sorry. This is dumb as shed. Like this is the most fucking wed- lame, unoriginal, limp-wristed excuse for this fucking character to get possessed and literally ten minutes later be undone. Yep. If Ted doesn't play into anything, I just don't. Nothing. Get why? 
why we keep getting all this set up for nothing. Like, stop starting a plot point and just end it. Like, no. It's just annoying. Like, side quests in RPGs. Like, stop it. I lost my doll back at my old house. Go and get it for me. Yes. <sighs> so. Yeah, that all happens. The demon, we then are back into the room where the demon, the Annabelle demon attacks Judy and they have to work together to get the doll back into the case. And we should just see more of a demon. Like, I, I know it's not the This same is guy. all you see from him, though, is from this fucking scene and the one scene before in her bedroom. That is it. And no joke. It's one of those things where, like, as they're trying to shut the door, all of the spirits of the room are, like, getting closer and closer. And then they shut it, and they all disappear, and that's when it ends. And you went, oh, my God. What? Animated style. Well, admittedly, the demon, the Malthus or whatever, doesn't really show up that much in any of the other movies either, in all fairness. He needs to. But, like, physically in its physical form. In the first Annabelle, he shows up a lot. Maybe I'm thinking of the second one. I don't know. You see him a lot. There's a there's one like one sequence when she at the basement scene where she and it follows her all yeah. the way back up to the apartment. I love that yeah. whole that whole yes. sequence oh, of a, events. Yes, but and that's great. That's a great scene. This is not a great scene. Yeah. I mean, you do get to see. I guess uh, he is like a dementor. He he literally just sucks your soul. Just like Dude, it, I, I'm like, and I was telling him, like, don't you have to give your soul up voluntarily? Um, that I believe that's how it works. Yeah, that's what I said. You can't do that. She didn't give her soul up. She well, that well, that's the Well, actually, I don't know if that's true because the the girl from Annabelle Creation who becomes Annabelle. That's uh, true. She, that's yeah, she. I don't think she gives her her soul. She just gets, you know, they just get puked in the mouth. But that was not. Fair um, a, he didn't ask. That's not oh. non-consensual. So not maybe this is just a weird, different way of doing. I just didn't like it. It was a fucking dementor. He was sucking her soul out. Like you see her. I mean, like I was. I don't know. It just all seemed every, dumb. Everybody has everybody else that you have seen be possessed was either possessed by tar blood, not sucking out your soul. Yeah. So it's over, and no one comes to Judy's birthday party until everyone comes to Judy's birthday party. And the Warrens are back. Yay. And like so, it's not that, oh, don't worry. You just brought about several no. scary demons in our yeah. fucking home. And everything's yeah. a-okay now. <laughs> Feels like a 50s fucking sitcom, dude. Yeah. Like, you it know, like, oh, we're all you, better now. Yeah, you get Lorraine having a heart-to-heart with Daniela about her dad and about all that stuff. It's like, you know, I remember when I was your age and I snuck off with my boyfriend without telling my parents. And, and Danielle was like, whoa. I had to fight. I had to stop a demo, a demon from not destroying everything. Thing. Not the same. I was like, that's a dumb line. Yeah, because <laughs> Such a dumb they line. They deal with that shit all the time in this universe. Yeah. It's, it's not the mom from that '70s show. Yes, like literally, she tries to. I love Kitty. I love. <laughs> I love she's good. We're not shitting. But she tries to see the light in all of the. the <laughs> Yeah, it happens with her in red, dude. The, uh, the ending but is just such shit. Dude. It's I'm sorry, I hate it. Do you know how much I just? 
in an episode of that 70s show, not a side tangent here, but uh, where Red just comes into the room and just goes, bitches leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I am Red. Literally. Oh, what a line. I just watched RoboCop. He's uh, in that. Like, yeah, so that's why that's a line yeah, that he says middle, in. Oh, yeah, okay. He goes into a room. He's like, bitches leave. <laughs> oh, I need to watch those. I've never it's seen so Robocop. good. Listen, it's uh it's one of the few movies I've rated this year five stars because that movie's fucking awesome. Like Robocop. Buy, I, I want to buy it. I want to buy it. There's gotta be a 4K of that shit. Uh, I believe so. I, I, I don't have it. it. I watched it was on I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> when we cover it. When we cover it. Yeah. And there's an awesome documentary on um that's coming that came out. Uh, on Screenbox, it's called yeah, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yes. that's whoa, close enough. That's you, you were you were there. All yeah. right, let's talk about our thoughts on this movie before we get to comments and all that fun stuff. So, whoever wants to start, go for it. There's so much shit they could have cut out. Is that your thoughts on the movie? <sighs> that's it. Keep going. We're done. Wrap it up, folks. Right <laughs> <laughs> dear. Sorry. Like, yes, I want them to to focus more on the ghosts but that's just me like like i said earlier just if they would have cut out the conjuring part of it it would have been better and focused on more of the just take out the babysitter take out her friend because her friend don't fucking listen that's the thing either that or just have the warrens be the ones who fight against the demon yeah if you're gonna be the conjuring universe bring in the people of the conjuring universe don't don't stop introducing a bunch of new people i feel the reason that they did that was because the conjuring three was coming out not that much farther down the road so they were like we can't do two back-to-back conjuring movies so, whatever whatever like house of the warrens that would have been perfectly fine yeah um pretty good yeah okay a lot of things wrong with this movie or at least that it didn't interest me uh most we discussed most of it most characters were throwaway of course um the warrens are good Judy's. I thought she did a fine job. I didn't mind the babysitter. I didn't give a fuck about any of the characters. There was really no weight, no gravity. This movie's biggest issue was outside. The, I, just listen to the reviews. You'll hear the shit I like. And I bitched about the stuff I didn't like, so I don't have to reiterate it. The biggest problem with this movie is it didn't need to exist because it gives you nothing. Right. It literally should have been Annabelle homecoming. They bring her home, put her in the cage, shut the glass, movie over. Yep. Annabelle is home. End of story. All this stuff is no relevance whatsoever. We did get some cool other ghosts, which I like the idea of introducing other ghosts that aren't just, you know, Valak and Melfi's or whatever. Like, it's just those two ghosts, and that's pretty much it for the most part. I outside of La Llorona, but I don't think they'll ever do anything with her again. No. Um, but, like, outside of that, there was nothing. Like, nothing was added, nothing was solved. It just felt like they took this, like, we just need to make a movie insert it here and it fucks up stuff some things from the previous films but insert it anyway and then you have nothing to show right i guess that's the problem people have with movies that are based on if they make a movie based on like a television series it's because they can't really do anything that disrupts the status quo if it's an ongoing series because the series is already planned and you interject a movie 
which I give a little more forgiveness to, this doesn't have that excuse. It's literally like, we need another movie this year, even though we already had a movie released this year. Just felt fucking pointless and stupid. I did, like I said, I did like certain things about it, but that's... I don't know what else to say outside of what we've illustrated so far and the point that I just made now. No, I mean, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. I didn't, I kind of showed my hand in the beginning of the episode, but this movie just it had so much promise. It like had so much going for it with like the, it just, it was one of those things that just set up so many things and then there was no payoff. It just ends and you're like, okay, are we ever going to see any of these characters again? Probably not. Because I, it's it's so far into this franchise. Like, do you really want to keep going? Like, I would love to see a Ferryman movie. I would love yeah. to see uh, an origin on I, the, the dress girl one. I don't care. Um, but there's, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I want to see an Annabelle movie. Like, I don't feel like we need any more Annabelle movies. I think she's been played to death. Yeah. But... Yes. I just wish they play more into the her and the demon. Like I feel that's that was one of the um strong points of the first Annabelle. Even though we didn't like the first Annabelle as much, I felt the demon was was utilized in a good way where it's like this it's like Annab yes, Annabelle is the reason everything is happening in this movie, but like she does nothing. Like she's just there. She and a concussion. She's yeah. Good. It just, yeah, there's just too much going on in this movie, and they did. I feel like they didn't know where to go with it, and then they just like, uh, yeah, we're just gonna end it here. You know, you know what would have been an interesting idea. We've 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 spitballed some ideas for movies. Is why don't you do something like this again? Like mm -hmm. say after the Nun Deuce, you know, Holy Rollers, <laughs> the Nun Deuce. Holy <laughs> uh, shit! Oh, there you go. <laughs> um. They should just make one of these that's just an anthology. Yeah. Just do like we talked about. You don't have to do the Warrens doing the thing if you don't want to. You can have the Warrens narrate the fucking thing, right? I, I do need like, a, a movie with Annabelle's perspective. That's fine, please. It's just her sitting on around a whole lot and teleporting <laughs> into various places. But, um... Just make a movie that's literally the Warrens talking about like how these cases came to be, yeah. and do like a creep show style. Do like three or four of them, and it's something different. It may not do well, but at least you get some different perspectives, and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be stuck with a La Llorona situation. No offense, to that movie. I do respect that for at least doing something different, but you break it up between four different or three or four different segments, and you and you could have each of them directed by a different director if you want. That like. Yeah. Um, what movie we watched? Uh, the Willies. The Willies did that. I'm pretty sure it was each section was directed by. Oh, absolutely! Director. I would love to see a Conjuring anthology. Dude, that would be so fun. Be so cool. It would be different. It wouldn't be like, all right, here's another fucking Annabelle movie. I could see it. No as offense, a, a Love, Death, and Robots type. Not not different. Like a series. Not different art styles, but different writers. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be down with that. Like, here you go. Here's some good writers. Have them all churn out a couple stories. Either do it as a movie or do it as a Netflix yep. series. Fuck it. Why yep. not? Uh, I mean, that way you, have a series. you would give it time for other people to make ideas. Because anything long running, you're, you're just going to run out of ideas after a while. So you need to do something different. Stop doing them yearly, for the love of God. <laughs> I agree. <laughs>
that's, but that's yeah, funny. that's uh, that's I feel all we can say about this movie. It's just it's, I don't want to I don't want to like keep just bashing it. Uh, it's old. not it's not terrible. It's just it's just kind of pointless. And it yeah, it's, I felt like they're just if we're getting to the point now in this franchise where it's just all about the money. Just give me you know they I mean they put two movies out in one year. I mean you're just you know that's what they're doing. Only Godzilla um, can do that shit. Don't fucking do that to us. Because you right? could do so much with that. And to be honest, you could do so much with this, but I feel people are starting to get that, you know, like that fatigue. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. hey, whatever. All right, let's get to our comments. We got a few comments on uh, on X slash Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, our first comment is from Podcast in the Woods, who said, this is perhaps the biggest letdown of the series for me. It's okay, but it could have been great. In fact, I think the mythology and spirits are interesting. However, it's too clean for a film set in the 70s, which I did mention, and the bad CGI take me out of it. Uh, some of the plot elements are a bit convenient, and it doesn't truly feel as if anyone is in danger. This is not a franchise I hold particularly dear, so even though this wouldn't get the high marks, it still manages to be the best of a mediocre spooky universe. Bing. All right. Yeah, spoopies. And then we got a comment from that from Not Quite Cool Podcast who said, my favorite of the Annabelle films. It's like The Conjuring two and a half. Nice. Okay. All right. Very good. And then we, uh, the question that we got is from our good friend Dustin from the Flicks and Friends Podcast who said, I need okay. to know, out of all the spirits you guys met in this movie, which one do you want to know more about? The monkey. The, the monkey. monkey. <laughs> hey. Now, no, what? I, uh, I said, no, I, he said the ferryman. I said the Japanese warrior armor. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Like, I mean, like I said, you could do an anthology about all these spirits and give us all their uh, origins or how that Warrens ended up getting, ended up getting those artifacts. It would be, yeah, be really yeah. cool. But the, the ferryman so cool. to me was the most interesting of them all. There's uh, so the way much he in looks and yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the ferryman is um, a Greek. He's like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the guy King. who ferries souls to Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah across the river Styx. Yeah. Yes. He's Char, or was it Charon? This is something name. like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, but, the, go ahead. No, that's it. That's all I got. No, I'm just like you would what you said, because Dustin, this swad motherfucker here. <laughs> um, that's what I call him. I don't know why. But yeah, the ferryman and then. Um, said something else there was another one damn it i got distracted i was thinking of it and i forgot and then i remembered again and then i forgot again angel's gonna look for me while we pad this out <laughs> <laughs> fuck the wolf the wolf oh, the yes. wolf thing oh, okay. yes. the, yeah. yeah that was those two because i think you could do something cool with like a like a demonic specter wolf thing but like i think as i talked about would lend itself well to a short story the ferryman idea is already established. You could do a whole movie on it, but I think it would lend itself better to like a shorter version, like a 20 or 30 minute thing. Boom, here's your or story about the character. Do what you want with it. Have you ever listened to the podcast called Lore? No. L-O-R-E. So there's a it started off as a podcast. It's still, I believe, a, still going. And then there's a it, they did a couple seasons of a, a show where they just took the podcast topics and made it into like a you know, story type thing. Yeah. Like you would kind of see on like the history channel or whatever, where it's like dramatizations. 
And I think they did an episode on this werewolf or the black shook uh, spirit. So, um, mm. you know, check that out if you want to know more about this uh, this demon or whatever. But yeah, that's all the comments we got. Thank you so much. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, threads. If uh, we... What? Rate the movies. Oh. oh yeah, I rate it. I, I know that, Dan, but I'm telling him about the comment thing, and then I get to that. Can you let me run this fucking show? I thought we were done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos ensues. No, but it's make like sure to follow know. us on all those sites, because every what usually it's like a day or two before we record, I post what movie we're watching so that you guys can comment on the movie if you've seen it, and we appreciate all your comments, because we love reading them on the show. We like yes, to we see do. all the different opinions. And now, Dan... We're going to rate the fucking movie. Jesus Christ. Well, we all know where this one's going. I'm here, Parker. Hello. <laughs> all right. So currently our ratings or rankings, not ratings, rankings are at number six is The Curse of La Llorona. And number five is Annabelle. Number four is The Nun. Number three is Annabelle Creation. Number two is The Conjuring. And number one is The Conjuring 2. So, Annabelle comes home. Is it better than The Curse of La Llorona? The worst part of this for me, because I don't know. I'm going to say it is better. There's certain little pieces that make it better. I think it had moments that truly, like, not I, I would never say scare me, but, like, some pretty, like, there was a couple tense moments where I feel like La Llorona didn't do any of that to me. Like, there was just no part jump. of that movie that just was like, uh. <laughs> he pats me on the, the arm. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yep. That one got me. Okay. My biggest problem is, uh, La Llorona, obviously, I wasn't a fan of either, but, and I respect it for doing something different. My, even though I, this movie, I think, with the Warrens, with the extra ghosts, with the uh, ferryman scene, is it just makes it a better movie. But and I'll I'll go with whatever you guys go with. I'm fine. But it's the fact of so how so inconsequential this movie was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fucking eats at me. Yeah. It's like I just oh god, I don't know, man. It's just like no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It, there's I, just I see where but that, but with. also the curse of Yalorona has no consequence to anything in this universe either. So I feel it's like it just had. I think this movie has more elements that uh, were you know creepy that kind of played into the whole universe. Uh, and you know Annabelle is still a creepy character, and I like the ferryman and all that stuff. So well, I don't I, know. I, I agree with that sentiment. I'm still stuck on why they didn't seal the windows in La Llorona. But I agree with what you're saying, 100%. But then you could say that any movie that doesn't have a sequel directly tied to it have no has no consequences. The problem with Annabelle is it's already got a very established, like all the Conjuring yeah, Annabelle no, movies, no, 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 and this is yeah. pushed into the middle and fucking does nothing. Like, look at all this crazy shit happening. It means nothing. That's yeah. my biggest issue. But I, I will say, if you take that out, I will say that this is a better movie, not by much, than La Llorona, in my opinion. All right. So we're going to put it above La Llorona. Is it better than the first Annabelle? No. No. 
All right. So Annabelle Comes Home is now our new number one, two, three, four, five. Our new number six. So we are seven movies deep into this franchise, and we have one more to talk about until The Nun 2 comes out, uh, you know, on digital and all that way down the road, and we can add that one. We will be, like, I, I have mentioned a fresh cut will ha- be happening for The Nun 2, so stay tuned for that. But we have one yeah. more episode that'll be part of this uh, whole series. Next week, we're going to have a special guest on to talk Ooh. about The Conjuring, The Devil made me do it so i'm very excited uh to have this guest on i'm not gonna say who it is just in case something happens but i'm very excited for who is planned on to come onto the show to talk about this movie and it's gonna be a great time and i'll personally message him and be like dude you better be here i here's my prediction satan's gonna show up and just like like at the end of the movie it'll be all but not satan Satan. 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 No, what's going to happen is it's going to be. I'm not a bad guy. Malthus is going to be there and like he's going to be running about and like. It won't show up on my mic, but knock, knock, knock. It wasn't registering it on our end. Anyhow, he's going to like show up at the door like, dude, I got to take Malthus home. He's he's got doctor's appointment. Like, I mean, can you get him for me, please? And that's just be the end. Dead. <laughs> ah. All right. So yes, next week will be the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. The end of the road for this universe so far. Uh, and yeah, we're very excited uh, to to be doing that. Start playing Boys to Men. <laughs> what about Boys to Men? The end of the road. Sorry. Oh, I don't know that song. Oh gosh, I have to play it for you. Because after next week's episode, we are hopping into another Spooktober. For our third Spooktober of the show, and we got some bangers to talk Happy about in October. Year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yes. But we won't talk too much into that. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, to make sure to you know follow us wherever you want. We're on X slash Twitter. We're on Instagram Threads, Facebook, TikTok. Just go to our link tree. In our our link tree is on every single one of those sites, and you get all those links. Uh, make sure to follow us on any of the podcast services that you like to listen to your podcasts on and make sure to rate us five stars, Apple podcasts, Spotify, good pods, wherever. If you can rate us and review us, please do it. It helps us uh, get out there more and have more people come in and listen to us. So we'd appreciate that. And if you watch us on YouTube, make sure to like comment and subscribe to the channel. Cause it's a, uh, for one, it's a lot of fun to read your comments over there. And two, uh, the we're getting close to 500 subscribers over there, and maybe we can try to get monetized. It's it, or become a partner on YouTube. That'd be cool. So yeah, go do that. We appreciate you very much. And uh, all of Dan and Angel's links will be down in the description. Mine are down in the description. And make sure to go check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/dissectthatfilm, where we have two tiers. We have a one dollar tier where you get episodes early up to three or four days early and it's just nice for you to support us you know for a buck you know it we feel uh you know it's it's uh it just helps us get you know new equipment you know pay for programs that we use for the show it's all that stuff it's not necessary but we appreciate it if you do and we have a five dollar tier which is called the mark Wahlberg book club which is 
a beautiful name, where we have two exclusive shows that we do just for those wonderful patrons. So we have our The Monster Zone, which is uh, every month we spin a wheel. We cover two movies a month, and Dan and Angela host that show. And we've been covering some really good movies in September. Is uh, well, you're gonna be listening to this in September, so a couple uh, ones already gonna be out. It's uh, it's a good time. And then we have our Out of the Tubi series. Nah, they'll figure it out. Okay. See, this episode will be out probably by the end of September. So okay, they know. They know. Yeah, they know. And uh, our Out of the Tubi series, which is once a month, we talk about just a random movie on Tubi, and uh, that's a lot of fun because usually they're hot garbage. (laughs) Yes, usually yes. But yes, the link to our Patreon is also down in the description. We appreciate everybody. We appreciate all of our patrons. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, you know, the fact that you give us a little bit of your money to help support the show means a lot. And everybody who listens to the show, period, all of you wonderful listeners out there, we are getting close to 20,000 downloads on the show and it's just blows my mind. And I thank you all for that. So until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film and this has been the Dissect That Film podcast episode 124. See y'all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye.